You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey everybody, it's One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. Welcome to yet another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads Podcast. So today, I talk with a really cool guy named Jesse Randall, and he is with a company called DripDrip.co. Are you interested? Yeah, what a cool business name, right? Essentially, what Jesse does is he helps us become way less robot-like, robotic, I'll say, on social media. So a lot of us get our clients from social media and we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook and we're on LinkedIn and we're doing these generic messages that everyone can see right through, right? Well, you can't get a lot of clients that way because today everyone sees those messages and I know exactly that you have a foreign contractor essentially copying and pasting that. Well, Jesse has a solution. So make sure you listen in to this episode of Traffic and Leads podcast and Jesse tells us about his solution and the importance of being more legit and more real with people online. It will get you a whole lot more clients. But before we dive in to that interview with Mr. Randall, Let's go and check out and see what's going on over at the Traffic and Leads membership site. So let me remind you what that is. Visit trafficandleadsmembership.com, $49 a month. We will hold your hand through all of this online marketing. We go through Google Analytics. We go through Facebook marketing, uh, pay-per-click, SEO, everything that has to do with generating traffic and leads, and we hold your hand through it. You have a question on any of those, me and my team of 10 people will respond. So it's like having us in your back pocket. Of course, if you want us to do any of those things on your behalf, we also offer done-for-you services at trafficandleads.com, but many of my clients kind of want to do it themselves. So for $49 a month, we definitely help you through that. So once a week, I like to discuss one question that's happening out there, because if my group has that question, then chances are those in my listening audience has the question. So this was a Facebook question that was posed about Facebook pixels. This individual ran two different companies. One was a landscaping company and one was building children's playhouses, outside structures. And her question was, hey, one click, do I use the same pixel for both of these websites and both of these companies? My answer was, nope, you don't want to do that. You can use the same pixel across websites. So if you have some landing pages and a blog and some sales pages for your um, playground business, then use the same pixel for that. But if it's a completely different audience, which your landscaping company would be, then you're going to want to create a new ad account and get a different pixel for your landscaping company. It's just going to be easier overall. Sure, you can do it the other way, but if you're fa- if you start doing Facebook really seriously, you're going to thank me later that I had you separate those pixels. So that's the answer. And again, if you were over on our trafficandleadsmembership.com website or membership program, you would already know that because you'd be in the group. So make sure you sign up today. So let's dive into my interview with Jesse Randall with DripDrip.co and figure out what's happening with him and what tips he can give us for landing more sales through being more genuine online. (music) 
So today I have a really interesting guest on, Mr. Jesse Randall, and he is the owner of a really cool company called Drip Drip. He's going to explain to us what they do, and we're going to talk about some case studies about how they help their clients succeed. So let's welcome Jesse to the show. Jesse, what is Drip Drip? Uh, morning, Lindsay. Great to be on. Um, so Drip Drip is a company that's uh, in the, the business of starting conversations with people you don't know. So, um, you know, a big thing for me is authenticity and, and remembering that as people in the sales world and in marketing, that ultimately it's all about starting a conversation with two real human beings. Um, and my main objective is to create systems that allow uh, companies to start as many conversations as possible at scale uh, while maintaining authenticity and that human-to-human -human interaction as much as possible. Clever. Very important in today's digital age because I'm guessing that's what it is, is connecting with people digitally. Yes. Yeah. So using tools and the internet and anything else you can get your hands on to start that conversation. Okay. So how do you guys do that? Well, I mean, it's an interesting process because as the end kind of touch point, uh, the, the most straightforward one is to use email. And we've all received those crappy, you know, cold outreach emails that you can tell was sent to 5,000 people using MailChimp. And we, we all hate those things. But email is still very effective if you do it correctly. So getting to the point where you can actually send an email to someone uh, is where I have most of my specialty. So it starts off with LinkedIn and using LinkedIn to map out all of your potential buyers. And there's some dirty secrets in there about the way that LinkedIn works and, and how you can actually see all those people. But essentially, it's using advanced Boolean algorithms within LinkedIn to find everybody. You know, So it might be something like uh, tech CEOs of companies with between 11 and 200 employees located in the United States. And that could be like 150,000 people. So understanding who those people are and how to view their profiles is important. And then going through and prospecting all of those profiles out of LinkedIn and taking key information out about them so that you can use that information to create rich outreach conversation pieces to, to use via email. And there's some cool tech that you use for that uh, to make that scalable and as fast as possible. And then there's very specific technology we use on the outreach side to mimic one-to-one -one outreach campaigns and follow-ups to start that conversation in uh, an authentic as a way as possible. Can you give us some examples of what you mean by uh, by being authentic? You pull things out. Like, are you personally messaging all these people or is there a template that you follow? Yeah, so it's... You know, the template thing, that's interesting. You know, in a way we create templates, but we, we break it down very narrowly by persona so that we're, we're creating a message that is as specific as possible for whoever that person is that, that we're reaching out to. So for any given client campaign, you know, we might create six or eight personas and then we use the information about those personas within templates to be able to create that feeling that we really know who they are and that we're reaching out to them for a reason that's very relevant to what they do rather than these broad, generic ones that we sometimes get that we can see right through. I mean, I find what you do extremely interesting. We get those stupid template emails from LinkedIn, and you know they sent it to 200 people. So, like, what do you mean? Do you say, hey, Sandra, I know that we're both members of the XYZ Club? Maybe? Something like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, first thing is that I, I take the conversation off of LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I don't find that in-mails and LinkedIn are very effective. They have pretty high open rates, but... I think that the time of LinkedIn emails or in-mails uh, has kind of 
played its way out. And when we get emails from people we don't know, uh, especially ones that sound generic, it just doesn't work anymore. So I actually take the conversation out of LinkedIn. Part of what the prospecting tool does is find a validated work email address for that person, or it determines it is probably a better word. Um, so we're starting this conversation via email and their work email address. Oh, so you literally email them. Yes. Yeah. This is wow. a, a okay. email into their work e- email box, which is part of the way that it, it comes off as more authentic. But then the actual outreach technology itself is, is part of what makes it authentic. And some people have used these tools and there's right and wrong ways to do it, but it authenticates with your Gmail or your Microsoft server or whatever, and actually sends the emails one at a time out of your inbox. So when you go into your sent folder, you'll see the 200 emails that you sent today to individual people. That's cool. And, yeah. And if they don't respond within whatever, four or five business days, then you've already queued up a follow-up email and the tool will go in and find the original one to that person and send a follow-up email in that same thread so it comes through as threaded. And there's, uh, if you do it right, it really comes off uh, uh, as very authentic. And um, some people, like most people are automatically sketch, you know, like skeptical when they first get an email from someone they don't know. But if you do it right, you can really warm someone up to say, oh, there really is a person on the other side of this email that's trying to get a hold of me. And you can break down some of those barriers. Wow. Okay. What's the first sentence of that email? I'm trying to get this out of you. What? So, hey, I found your, I found your email on LinkedIn or like, what is it? It's obviously not that. It's. Yeah. I mean, I, we typically, um, I found that you stay away from explaining how you got their email, you know? <laughs> I mean, if they really want to know, you know, you can share that you did your research, right? I mostly just want to jump into the conversation and get to the point, right? And there's that whole thing is the technique all of its own, uh, is why you're reaching out. I mean, on one end of the spectrum, it could just be a straight pitch, you know, and you're saying, hey, you know, I, I looked at your profile on LinkedIn. I think that you're really relevant to the project that I'm working on, yada, yada, yada. I'd love to talk to you. And I mean, there's effectiveness in that. You'll find people that are willing you know, are in the right buying cycle or whatever to want to talk to you. But it's, you know, might be three or 4% out of or whatever, out of a hundred percent, right? So you're working with a small subset, but you could also come in much more broadly and starting a conversation could be a much, you know, broader objective. You know, you could be asking to interview them for a, a piece of uh, content that you're creating and they're an industry expert that you want to connect with and include their thoughts in your research. Uh, you could be inviting them to an event. You could be, uh, giving them an award for something that you've created for thought leaders in an industry. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do rather than just give them a straight pitch. A lot of it just depends on your patience in the sales cycle and how you want to build that relationship. You know, this this whole notion of account-based selling right now, I think it's just super important because it gets you away from this mentality that I've got to reach out to someone today and have an appointment tomorrow and close the next week. You know, account-based sales draws that out and says, no, we, we want to build a real relationship with this company that is the perfect prospect for what we do. And we're going to be patient until we get with the right person at the right time to make that happen. Wow. So, yeah, I, would, I agree. Very, very interesting. So the software that you use that threads the emails, is that software that Drip Drip came up with or is that a piece of software we can all get our hands on? Oh, I wish it was something I came up with, but no, I, uh, my primary objective is, uh, I'm a service provider that links together lots of cool tools in a very efficient process. And I deploy that on behalf of my clients and operate. So it's not my technology. I'm happy to hand out the names. There's several of them out there. I mean, you can look at 
Cadence is a really big one. They're a little bit on the expensive side, but they're a fantastic product. There's other products like uh, Reply. Reply.io is a good one. Uh, Woodpecker is another one. And these are tools you can get your hands on, and, and they're, they're fairly affordable, you know, depending on how you want to scale it and the size of your team. That's kind of cool. I like that. I really like it. Okay. So you send these emails, you keep pinging this person three or four times until they finally respond. And then someone has to pick up the ball and run with it, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the cool thing is, is that anywhere in that sequence, let's say you've sent your second email and they respond to that email, the tool sees that and it won't send, it just kills the rest of the sequence automatically. You don't have to manage that, which relieves so many headaches. But that response also shows up right in my client's inbox, and they just pick it up from there and start the conversation at, at that point. So, What a cool company. I really like what you do. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. So you start on LinkedIn. Is there anything to be said for kind of trying to meet up with these people on Twitter and Facebook, or is it from LinkedIn to email to success? Oh, yeah. Now you're going to open up a can of worms with me here. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is good because I'm a big believer in, in omni-channel touch points, let's say. So you can go, you know, taking information from LinkedIn and doing straight email and reaching out and starting that conversation only on email. And it works. You know, the numbers are there. Like you can make this stuff work. But where I think it's super effective is when you start thinking through more complex ways of starting a conversation and proving that you're authentic by having touch points in multiple channels. So you might, you know, obtain their information uh, out of LinkedIn and you send them an email and then you can uh, follow them on Twitter a few days later. And then uh, you send a second email after that that's automated. And then uh, perhaps after that point, you actually send them a LinkedIn request or you drop them a voicemail in their inbox or something like that, right? I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. It just depends on how much time you want to put into managing that process. And I do those sorts of processes too. Those are all custom made depending on what you want to achieve. And it's uh, and a lot of it's driven by your budget too, right? Because you can do something as cool as like integrating in a gift giving process along the way and, you know, send them a water bottle with their name on it after you've sent them an email saying that you're excited to build a relationship and that you've sent them something in the mail, right? right? I mean, there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can do. It's Really, your, your imagination is the only thing holding you back. Wow. Um, so do people end up feeling stalked if I'm like emailing them three times a day and picking them up on Twitter and, <laughs> you know, LinkedIn? If you, do it, if you do it wrong, yes, they'll okay. feel like you're stalking them. But there's, there's definitely a way that you can go about doing it in the right way. So, and that's, you know, that's kind of a soft skill is to figure out what the right way is because you don't want to annoy people, but you also want to prove that you're authentic and that you're a real person. And that you really want to build that relationship, you know? That's what this is all about at the end of the day. Okay, cool. So I want to pretend. So I am a potential customer of yours. I come to you, hey, Jesse, I want to get in touch with, say, I want to get in touch with all the business coaches out there in the business coaching niche. Do you take it from there? And then eventually, like, you know, three months from now, I'm having business coaches knocking at my door? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a starting point, you know? I mean, if you're going after business coaches, I'd... I'd probably go in and, and dig a little bit more and you know, probably do some initial searches on LinkedIn for you and say, are these the type of coaches you want to get in touch with? And you say, yeah, these ones are right. This one isn't really what I'm looking for. And we hone in that language and we would really go down this process of narrowing down the, the Boolean algorithms to get exactly what you want. And then you know, it takes a few weeks to get things up and running. It's a consultative process. There's a lot of tools that have to get set up. And it's a daily process of going in and actually prospecting uh, these accounts in the way that you go through that. But yeah, within two or three weeks, 
emails are being sent and you're managing responses that are coming in. It sure doesn't take three months. Wow. And you write, and you'll write all the copy and you like do everything. Yes. Yeah. Copy is definitely part of it. And that's one of those soft skills that's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, the copy is very interesting because most people have been trained to either write in a very sales oriented language or a very marketing oriented language, neither of which are authentic at all on a, on a one-to-one. <laughs> yeah. So having to break your mind away from that and write an email that actually feels like it was written to one person is hard to do. But yes, part of the process is crafting those email sequences. Wow. That's way, that's very, very interesting. Okay. So where's your starting price for, for somebody? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of work at the front end in setting everything up and honing in on all these, these people and developing the personas and the messaging and everything else. So uh, typically it's $2,500 a month to uh, produce the typical like month-to-month process. And there's, there's a one-time $2,500 setup fee to get the whole thing up and running. So the, the other way that I look at it is you flip that on its head and say, well, the cost per acquired lead, really like a positive lead that's interested in talking, is usually between you know $75 and $150, depending on the nature of the person that you're reaching out to. And that, so that's how you measure your success is through like promising lead, right? Like you don't do sales or anything like that. It's, Hey, this guy wants to talk to you now. Yes. It's the number of conversations that come through. And I'm, I'm very much a finance and operations driven person. I love metrics. I'm never going to sell something to someone that, that can't make this work, you know? So my rule of thumb is if you're selling to someone that can bring you at least $10,000 in lifetime earnings, then this process works extremely well for you. You're going to get a great ROI on it. But if you're selling widgets that are worth 50 bucks a month, you know, this, this process isn't for you. It's, it's hard to get it to pay itself back. Wow. That's really, really cool. Okay. Boy, I'm going to turn the time over to you. We really appreciate you talking to us today. I'm going to turn the time back over to you. This is what I want you to do. This is your homework, Jesse. Number one, what did I not ask about your way cool service that you didn't cover that you wanted to cover? And number two, tell us again how to find you. <laughs> so, you know, I think we did a, a fairly good job of covering the high level stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that sales is going to continue to shift towards, well, the market in general has a higher and higher bar required of salespeople to start that, that conversation, especially if you are reaching out to people you don't know. Inbound sales is great, but it takes a long time to get that nurturing process set up and working to a point where it's actually scaled and driving enough leads for a business. I have a, I've spent a lot of time in content marketing and I love it, but it does take a while to get going. And so there is a necessary evil of having to reach out to people that you don't know that have never interacted with your brand. And when you do it that way, the bar is just going to get higher and higher and higher as people have increasingly stringent requirements of what they need to see from someone before they will actually respond to you and engage in conversation. And so I'm trying, my personal objective with all of this is to stay ahead of that curve and create processes that are both scalable yet authentic so that companies can still participate in that process of starting a cold relationship and actually have it happen in a way that's going to lead to revenue. So, you know, whether you're, you want to start with just emails or whether you want to put together a complex series of touch points and multiple channels. There's something out there for everybody. It just depends on the value of what you're selling 
and how hard it is to get in front of the people that you're you're trying to build relationships with. But at the end of the day, you know, it's all a fun game, right? I mean, this is the game of, of trying to get people to take interest in who you are. And it's it's a fun game to play. So I, I love that stuff. But if you want to get in touch with me, fortunately, my website is under construction right now. So I can't even send you to my website. But you can always shoot me an email at jesse at dripdrip.co. And I'm happy to answer questions. And, you know, I, I have a pretty open Komodo when it comes to sharing information and best practices. But I'd, I'd love to talk to anyone that's interested in this sort of thing. Awesome. Cool. So before I send you on your way, one important note. Today's podcast is a little weird, unfortunately. So you said you brought a case study. I wanted you to cover that before I let you go. Sure. Yeah. Let me give you a quick example. So uh, this is a client that I have. Uh, I'll just leave the location unnamed, but they were wanting to get in touch with uh, technology founders of early and mid-stage companies uh, that were located within a certain geographic region. So we went through a process of identifying who all those people were in that region. We identified, in this case, well, this is a subset, but we identified about 1,500 people that matched the specific profile that they were going after. We went through the process of breaking that down so we could prospect and go in and actually identify information off their profiles and determine a work email address. So with the determining of a work email address, it comes out to about 25% of the time we'll get a validated work email. So out of those 1,500 people, you know, in this particular case, it was a rougher one to get. So we got about 250 uh, validated email addresses that we were going to send. When we started the campaign to, to reach out to these people, it had a 60% open rate. And this is one of the wonderful things about sending emails with these techniques is that like, I mean, your typical email open rates, you know, when you're sending your, your inbound marketing campaigns or whatnot, are usually, you know, between 22 and 25%. So with this one, we actually had a 60% open rate opening this email and saying, well, who is this person? Why are they trying to get a hold of me? And of that, uh, we ended up, well, so we sent a, uh, a sequence of three emails, which is kind of on the light side because their objective for this particular client wasn't to be too aggressive. They wanted to come off as kind of lighthearted. So we sent a, a sequence of three emails and the overall response rate across those three emails, across the 250 people that we sent them to was about 20%. So 20% of those 200 people gave us a response. And then within those, we had about 15% of those 20% that ended up having a very positive response and saying, yes, give me more information. Let's get on the phone. So it turned out to be a, a really successful campaign for them. And again, like when you look at reply rates for a typical email marketing, I mean, you're looking at, you know, 2% click through rates. Yeah. And, you know, and we had a 20% response rate, engagement rate that actually came through. I mean, this stuff just works, you know, if you do it right. That is so awesome. Wow. Well, thank you. That I think that helps show the value of, you know, what you can do. And if, if you can't hire Jesse and his team, I think there's value in what he is saying. Like, let's let's be more unique and genuine when we reach out to people and you will get a higher response. Would you say that's fair? Yes, that's absolutely fair. And I would honestly beg anyone that listens to this to stop stop sending these crappy emails they just and blasting the world because it's just ruining it for everybody else. And whatever you're gaining from it, it's just going to destroy the whole notion of, of people wanting to connect with people they don't know. Yeah. So, you know, don't burn your own bridges and everybody else is along the way. There's your public service announcement from Jesse, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Just to repeat it again, because I kind of, uh, I did that a little early. Jesse, you can find him at dripdrip.co. His website will be up soon. I'm sure if you're listening to this in a couple of months, right, Jesse? Yes, it's going to be up very soon. Otherwise, reach out to him at his email, which he's going to tell us one more time. Jesse at dripdrip.co. Wonderful. All right. There you have it. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. 
Well, there you have it, folks. Wasn't that such a cool interview with Jesse Randall? What a great business. Hopefully, by the time you go and check him out and you want to hire him out to do his services, his website will be up. So dripdrip.co. Let's get after him and get his website up, right? So thanks again for listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast. If you like the show, please share it with your friends. Please leave us a review. Let us know that you're listening. That would be pretty awesome. Also, if there's a topic you want us to cover on the Traffic and Leads podcast, I would be more than happy to cover that for you. So what is your burning question about generating online traffic and leads. I can cover it, so make sure you send me an email. Happy to do it. I suppose that is all for today. Please join us next week and make sure to check out trafficandleadsmembership.com for our group, $49 a month. We hold your hand through online marketing or, of course, we have a done-for-you service, which is trafficandleads.com. We do everything. We do Facebook marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, landing pages, opt-ins, everything that will equal traffic and leads online. And that's why we're called Traffic and Leads. So that should do us for today. Thank you again for joining us. This is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. 